Hey, welcome to the Winning Family Podcast with Rodney and Michelle Gage. This is a podcast designed to help you build winning relationships in your marriage and with your kids. My name is Dr. Linda Travelute, and I'm the host of the Winning Family Podcast, and we are so glad that you have tuned in today. And did you know that you can help us? Yes, you can help us by rating and reviewing this podcast. Let us know if you find the content helpful and encouraging and share these episodes with your friends. And at the end of the podcast, I'm going to share with you how you can get your hands on a free copy of Rodney Gage's new book. It's called The Double Wind. Fabulous book. I have read it and I can recommend it to you. This is a book about eight questions everyone must ask to win at work and at home. And you can get it absolutely free, but you have to tune in to the end of the podcast to do that. And I'll show you how to get it, okay? I'll make a deal with you. You stick with us and I will give you an opportunity to get your hands on their books. That's not Sounds good. like a deal. That's like That's a deal. Right. So guys, welcome. Thank you. Here with Rodney and Michelle Gage. Are you excited about today's episode? Yes. yes. Thankful yes. to have you, Linda. Absolutely. Yeah, looking forward to this. And uh, as always, it's our heart and passion to bring hope and encouragement and a lot of helpful uh, how tos, and because uh, we're all in this together, and uh, it's fun to be able to do something like this. And hopefully, today's topic will be one that we can all relate to on the subject of communication. Yes, communication. <laughs> you got to say that in the Barry White voice. Communication. Hey, Barry White, you're nobody like that dude. For those of you who don't know Barry, Barry White, you need to Google him. Yeah, I That's guess what Rodney tells our kids all the time. We sometimes Google. forget we've got podcast listeners of all ages, right? That's right. So that's, that's right. That's, that's <laughs> good to true. know. I always tell my son Luke. I said, Luke, man, you got to get get to know Barry White, Luther Vandross. I said those. That's like oh, yeah. those are game changers right there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. You know, I was listening to a little Kenny G the other day. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> okay, we're done with that. Uh, Let's talk likes, about communication. <laughs> we can communicate about that kind of thing all day long. So how do we improve communication with the number one person in our lives? And that would be our spouse. Yeah. Wow. Michelle, come on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she has nothing to say. Well, we start it's, by speaking the same language, right? I, I, heard, I heard a struggling, uh, you know, up and coming author uh, by the name of John Maxwell once say, <laughs> um, everybody, com- everybody communicates, but few connect. I think That's he right. wrote a book on he that. He did, yes. And I'll never forget that statement. And um, because when you think about it, it's so true. We're living in this world, you know, where everything revolves around our, you know, our handheld device called a cell phone. And man, we're constantly communicating all day long via text messages or scrolling through Instagram or Twitter or, you know, or I guess you heard about the merger between oh, Rodney, YouTube. You're not going there. Facebook. <laughs> is this and, a joke or is this Twitter, real? Twitter, <laughs> right? Literally. I mean, amazing, unbelievable, like total paradigm shift of a merger. So Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube are all coming together. Latest. This is hot off the press. You know what they're going to call the new company? Can't you ready wait. for this? I can't wait. But you called get that look in your eyes. You so twit face. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Pick yourself <laughs> up off the floor. I think you should start a new okay. podcast okay. called Dad Jokes. Yeah, there we go. That's a classic dad joke. Right there. Review it. I wear my dad <laughs> we get hat that too. one about every other month. So anyway, back to communication. <laughs> so yeah, I think the problem is is like we're just like overly uh, 
you know, just communicating on a day-by-day basis with so many people. The Mm -hmm. pace of our communication is so rapid fire. And all of the distractions that come with all the different forms, you know, whether it's email or whether it's text messages or social media or whatever. Voice text. Yeah, we are Mm -hmm. bombarded (laughs) with all these different mediums of communication. Mm -hmm. But the problem is we struggle at times really connecting. We struggle with slowing down or even understanding how to even just connect and enter into each other's world. And I think that's where in the marriage relationship, Mm -hmm. it's always kind of interesting to me when you talk to, you know, especially young couples, we love coming alongside and mentoring and investing into young couples because we have learned that the younger generation, especially, um, that's all they've really have ever known you know, in their form of communication is through a text. And it's like, you know, but but we have to learn how to verbally communicate too. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's if they didn't see that modeled in a good yeah, way, right. you know, and there wasn't really healthy, good, open communication in the home that maybe you were raised in, then it may be hard. It may feel unnatural. And depending on circumstances, you know, a lot of times we are afraid to really just be ourselves and communicate or let somebody into our world. But at the end of the day, you know, we have to get beyond, you know, the surface and we have to get to a place where we really learn and understand the different ways to connect with one another. I, um, I heard something many years ago that I thought was so, so good. And um, in fact, it was one of my heroes often refer to him a lot. His name is Gary Smalley. But he talked about five different levels, if you will, of communication. Mm -hmm. And one of those is what he referred to as cliches. So cliches are, you know, you know, just some statement we make or, you know, hey, how's your day or whatever. Nothing harmful, you know, about that. You know, just a simple, you know, easy statement. But then there are facts. Mm-hmm. So facts are, you know, hey, at 4 o'clock, you know, Johnny has soccer practice or, hey, I hear it's supposed to rain later today or, you know, hey, such and such is due today or bill, you know, our mortgage payment is due today. Those are facts. Mm-hmm. But then the third area or line of communication is where sparks fly. And that is when we express our opinions. Right. And the moment we allow our disagreement or we state something in the form of an opinion that is maybe contradictory or maybe goes against what some, some, something that somebody else says, now all of a sudden that's where conflict can come into the picture. But we have to get beyond that level where we're communicating through just stating opinions where we get to another level, and that level is really where we come to that place where we are able to really understand one another in terms of our emotions, you know, of how one another is truly feeling about certain things. And when we are able to express our emotions, we're able to share openly and transparently with one another, then you move to that deepest level of intimacy in the relationship. And I heard someone, someone define intimacy, it's into me, you see. So how do we get real, honest, take off the mask, you know, transparent in our 
relationship where we can share our opinions, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, really share our feelings behind that and get to a place where there's a deep level of intimacy where trust, you know, is established. Because when we get to that place, that's where real communication really happens. And because we're, we're living at a place of really connecting at that level. And so we're no longer just communicating, we're Mm -hmm. actually connecting and that's the goal. Yes. And so that there's an art and science behind that in the sense of that's not something that naturally comes, you know, natural for some people, you know, it, it, and if it doesn't come natural, there are ways to learn and grow and develop that skill set of just knowing how to effectively communicate Mm -hmm. and to connect. So there are a few things that through uh, things that we have worked through in our own lives and also, you know, as as a pastor, as we've worked with so many other couples, um, just through trial and error, I mean, we've seen it. We've under we understand the difficulties and challenges. We've all lived it, but there are some things I think we can do on a practical level to help connect mm-hmm. and to grow in this area of communication in our relationships. So yeah, and that that first one that we have, I think we have four today that we're going to talk about. The first one is to be wise. Um, when we're communicating. And I think that's just in general, that's something that we're doing in our own heart and mind on a daily basis is to get wisdom. Mm. The Bible tells us to get wisdom. It's one of the greatest things that you can do. And um, there's a lot of different ways that you can do that. I know that we talk a lot about mentoring. You can get wisdom from Mm. a mentor. You can get wisdom from the word of God. You can get wisdom from a a mentor at a distance, you know, somebody that you listen to a podcast just like this one, you know, where you're just continually growing and learning and wisdom on how to communicate. Mm. Yeah. I love what Proverbs four verse seven, it says getting wisdom is the wisest thing you can do Mm -hmm. and whatever else you do, Develop good judgment or understanding. Mm-hmm. And when, you know, just to be practical, when we talk about be wise, it's like, you know, what does that have to do with marriage? <laughs> well, it has everything to do with marriage yeah. because it does. It takes a lot of wisdom to Absolutely. really know the differences between each other. You know, it's like we've often, you know, talked about this before, but Shell came from four girls. I came from four four boys. Family. Um, So how she learned to process things about me and how I learned to process things about her, just to understand, you know. That took a couple of years. Her world, (laughs) for her to understand my world. Well, it takes wisdom, you know, to understand what makes me tick, what makes her tick, and different personality types. And, you know, it's just, and so therefore, Using wisdom, if we want to really connect with our spouse, we need to be a student of our spouse. Yes, yes. What is it that, you know, what needs do they have? Right. What 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 are their likes? What are their dislikes? What right. what sends them over the edge? What buttons do you push that makes them go off? You know, it's the, you know, it's all understanding all of those things. And when we use wisdom, then we know because of the understanding that comes with that what to say, how to say it, and a very important tip here, when to say it, um, because timing is everything. So, I mean, it's just being wise in how we learn to connect by understanding one another. And so I think that's just one of those things where that develops over time, Mm -hmm. but the more we can be very intentional, 
by just really becoming that student of our spouse, right. being, as a parent, being students of your kids, just learning yeah. the differences because mm-hmm. we're all different. Mm-hmm. We all have different perspectives. We all bring different um, we just bring so much uniqueness into our relationships. And that's what makes marriage beautiful. Yes. That's what right. makes, you know, a home, you know, so, you know, unique and special and powerful because God makes us all uniquely different and how we blend all of those things together, mm-hmm. you know, can make a beautiful, beautiful home and marriage. We so, have. When, take, when I was growing up, the, the personality test was a huge thing in my family. You know, uh, the four, no, the not animals. The four. Uh, well, the animals, we did the animals. Oh, the and, like cleric and yes, sanguine and phlegmatic uh, and, and uh, melancholic. Yes. So, Lord's Lit Tower. That's right. Yeah. Um, and now there's so many that the most recent one that we're so intrigued with is the working genius. And we work together. Um, obviously, we all kind of work together. That's awesome. And to understand each other is is an, growing in wisdom in that is huge. Mm-hmm. It's so enlightening mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to understand why they do what they do and why mm-hmm. I do what I do. It's just yeah. it was so helpful, you know, to really understand each other. Absolutely. Another good book is, uh, of course, the classic uh, The Five Love Languages yes. by Gary Chapman. Yes. Uh, that's another one just, again, using wisdom when it comes mm-hmm. to just the language of, of love and communication. So mm-hmm. you, all of those things that these little tools or assessments or personality type uh, assessments can, can be effective is just learning and understanding how each mm-hmm. other ticks. Mm-hmm. And so rather than allowing those things to come between us, we can leverage those to actually build strength in our relationship and to help us grow right. and develop a deeper level of understanding and just wisdom and yes. how we get along and how we communicate and all those things. So, yeah, I think using wisdom is a great foundation when it comes to just having effective communication communication and really connecting with one another in a deeper, deeper way. Another one is, um, of course, this is, you know, what goes almost without saying, but it's just being available, you know, for each other. I think we live in this world today where sometimes because of work, depending on our work schedules, uh, sometimes it can almost feel and appear as though we're two ships passing in the night. And so when you throw kids into the schedule, into the mix, you know, it's almost like, you know, where it's the shotgun effect where, you know, we got and we we were in a place and of course season in our lives. I'm sure many parents who may be listening, you've got kids, multiple kids in multiple schools, maybe even geographically in multiple parts of the town, the city that you live in. And so just getting our kids from point A to point B, you know, whether it's soccer practice or cheerleading practice or piano lessons or you know, getting home from work, from fighting traffic for 45 minutes. And I mean, the list goes on and on. And then before you know it, day after day, week after week, month after month can go by. And we hadn't even had a date night. Right. We hadn't even really had a time where we could just really connect with one another. And, you know, because once kids get into the picture, you know, often say that kids become the CEOs. 
they're in charge of the whole family and the parents are kind of operating their calendars around their kids' right, activities. Right, right. And so before they realize it's like, oh my gosh, we, you know, we talk about going on a date night, like we hadn't been a, on a date. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, that was, that was, that was, you know, before kids. So anyway, all that to say, we have to be intentional and take control of our calendars where we are working on our togetherness. Mm-hmm. And being available. It's mm-hmm. like the old saying, you know, love is spelled T-I-M-E. So how do we invest time in each other mm-hmm. so that we can capitalize on what's most important? Right, right. When you talk about being available, I think what's cool about that is then the kids see that you are making each other a priority. That's right. good. And Absolutely. then they start to respect that and know that the marriage is more secure and then they become more secure in the family unit. Yes. You know, one of the things that Ted and I used to do, Ted's my husband, and we've been married for 31, 31? years. 30, I have to look at you guys because I know if, you, <laughs> you're, if you're 31, I'm 31. Okay, yeah, that's right. 31 years, same, same amount of time. So I'm not good with numbers, right? I'm right there with hey. you. So anyway, uh, we discovered this, this, I don't know what you call it. I don't know how to say it's a strategy, but we, something we committed to beyond date night, right? Every night in order to get that time together, we would do something called couch time. And as soon as one of us walked in the house, we would sit on the couch together for 15 minutes and the kids were told this is mom and dad's time together. You are not to interrupt. And it was just a time for us to catch up. That. Yeah. Is that not- when y'all listen to Barry White? Yeah, uh, yeah. No. <laughs> but, throw that one in yeah, there. yeah. Because you couch time. Well, man, this could go all kinds of directions. That's things. true. That's true. But yeah, it was just we would sit together and the kids would see, you know, it's just mom and dad catching up on their day, right? That's good. And they could not interrupt or pull us apart. They knew that it was time for us to just be together. Yeah. And that would be that. before, now catch this, it would be before we spent time with them. So establishing that yeah, priority right. and making ourselves available just kind of helped with this whole communication thing. And um, the kids began to understand that, hey, communication is very mm-hmm. important in a marriage. And so they're taking that into their relationships as adults, which That's is really huge. cool to see. That's I love awesome. That. So. And I think when the kids are really young, too, uh, we set a bedtime for the kids. Yeah. And that was the bedtime. And, you know, whether they were sleepy or not, they, they went, went in their bed. room and shut the door and we would spend time together so at that point yeah. too, you know, when they were a little bit younger and mm-hmm. um, needed more attention, yes. you know, yes. but just being available. And also, I think also in the world in which we live right now, you know, just the what's in the palm of our hand, our phone can cause us not to be available emotionally, mentally, just not being there. You can be sitting right next to each other on the couch or in a restaurant Mm -hmm. and you're not available. (laughs) So uh, just being aware, you know, because we can so easily be lulled into this Mm -hmm. whole world in our, in the palm of our hand and just being aware that we need to be available to each other. It's good. Yeah. And just again, we'll wrap, wrap this, you know, um, aspect of, of, of connecting and communicating with each other up by, by just simply just reminding us that, you know, it's so important that we, as a mentor of ours used to say, keep, you got to keep the honey in the honeymoon. Mm-hmm. 
And how do you do that? Well, you do that by being together. Yeah. You do that by spending time doing fun things, enjoying mm-hmm. hobbies, being, you know, whether it's recre- recreational mm-hmm. or just something you look forward to doing as a couple mm-hmm. because that bre- breeds the the companionship, the, the togetherness. It's, it's, it's all of the healthy things that you are investing in, that you're doing together. And that's what grows and builds the, the relationship even stronger. But it's while you're together, whether it's doing something recreational or through that hobby, or whether it's a date night, or just maybe you're having a calendar planning, you know, once a month or once a quarter, you're kind of just looking back and reviewing. But what it does is it allows you just to have open communication. You start talking about things, what God's doing in your Mm -hmm. life, what he's teaching you or learning, catching up with what's going on in each other's world, you know? And so it's just important that we, you know, understand the priority as you emphasize of just being available to each other for Mm -hmm. each other. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. And then the third one is just, we like to say to be honest. So it's be wise you know, it's be available and be honest. And what I mean by that is just really how can we get to a place where there is a level of trust in the relationship where we can actually share mm-hmm. our hopes and dreams without the feeling of being judged or ridiculed or criticized or made fun of, but we can share in a very real, authentic way with one another where there's genuine love and acceptance and, you know, we can talk things through. But it's also speaking the truth in love. And my dear friend, Sean Lovejoy, he says it this way. He says, most of us are great at communicating 90% of what we're thinking and what we're feeling, but we hold back on that last 10%. Mm. And he said, be willing to go the extra 10% of what needs to be communicated. Because when you get to that point, now you're able to make sure that everybody is truly on the same page, and especially as a husband and wife. So it's that don't hold anything back, but at the same time, do it in a manner that is honorable Mm -hmm. and respectful where we can share our heart, our feelings, and be open and transparent and just be honest about maybe how the other one has made us feel or something they said or maybe something they didn't do. There was an expectation that was unfulfilled or unmet. So all of these different you know, dynamics that play into our relationship, we have to be comfortable and we have to be strong enough in the relationship where there can be real honesty with mm-hmm. one another. How would you say that you develop that, though, when um, maybe both spouses are not on the same page with that? How, how would somebody that's wanting to do that, how, how can they get that from the spouse that is, is maybe never learned to do that? Yeah. Well, I think that's where if they're willing, and I highly encourage, really wholeheartedly support, you know, help when it comes to whether that's getting with a counselor, working through some things that maybe is causing one spouse to not be open or be transparent. But we're living in a day and age where, and I deal with this, as you can imagine, as a pastor, where there's a lot of secrets. There's a lot of almost like a double life, if you will, that's being lived out. Uh, You know, emotional affairs going on, physical affairs going on. 
You've got pornography that enters into the situation. I mean, there is real destructive stuff that's going on. And so one spouse might be trying to do everything they can to pull out the truthfulness on the other part of the individual, but yet they're not willing to go there. They're still covering up. They're still living that lie or pride is keeping them or holding them back from being real and honest. So those are the real, the real raw realities of what many are struggling with in their relationship. But if we want to get beyond the destructive aspect of the relationship, then we have to put a lot of those things to rest. We have to deal with them and confront the facts head on. But rather than, again, pointing the finger and being accusatory and condemning and judging, well, let's get beyond that and let's try to find healing Mm -hmm. and wholeness Mm -hmm. and restoration and reconciliation. And it might require counseling. It might require a third party perspective yes, yes. to mm-hmm. speak into from an objective you know point of view of like you're seeing it this way you're hearing it that way you know or she's experiencing this but you're not understanding what she's feeling and it's just having that third party who could speak into that to bring people to a place of like you know what we just we we can't see the forest because of all the trees right in our right. life and in right. our relationship. Right. And so sometimes that third party can help us see the forest, can see the big picture. And rather than focusing on what is, let's focus on what could be and what could become mm-hmm. if we're willing to get past and move forward. That's right. This is, this is a great place to mention that you guys offer this kind of help mm-hmm. on a monthly basis. It's called the Double Win Club. Yes. And it is a marriage mentoring program. So there is help out there. Right. And I know you are very intentional about covering topics like this to help families. And you also have opportunity for people to get with you guys in person as just a couple. Is that correct? We do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just Mm -hmm. because, you know, again, it's that third party perspective of Mm -hmm. being able to, for somebody to be hear you out. Right. Just, and they have no skin in the game, you know, other than the fact that they're there to help and support. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's, you know, it's hearing, you know, this person's perspective, hearing this person's perspective. And, and it's not a, he's right, you know, she's wrong or, you know, she's wrong. And he's, it's, it's, it's not a who wins and who loses. It's more of like, okay, we've all made mistakes. Mm-hmm. Let's give allowance for each other's faults. Some have been catastrophic, maybe in what this person's guilty of or what they've been doing. And so Trust has been lost. You know, trust is going to have to be earned. Mm -hmm. What does that look like? How long does that take? Mm -hmm. So it's a process. And just because we jump ship or we think the grass is green on the other side, um, well, again, a third party can perspective can speak truth into that myth and that lie because at the end of the day, we have to be willing to work through the pain and the difficulty and no one ever said marriage is going to be easy. It's, it's not. It's work. Mm-hmm. It's it's not 50-50. Mm-mm. It's 100% commitment on each other's part. I think sometimes that you're in the, I don't want to say battle, but you're in it maybe for several years and you've got teenage kids and and you're you've, you've been fighting, not each other, but mm-hmm. just 
fighting to keep it all together so the wheels don't fall off. And I think that something about mentoring and maybe having a set time, we do that once a month uh, with a call, which is just awesome. We love getting to visit with the couples that are on the call. But having that set time where you're 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 working on it, it's right. in the calendar. Right. It's a system that you have in place that we know that we're going to sit down and we're going to talk about this <laughs> and we're going to face the facts and be honest about where we're at, you know, and it's, it's just really good to be able to do that. And there's so many great resources yes. too when yes. it comes to conferences or retreats or places that, you know, couples can go right. where they can just get away and allow a professional, allow someone who is really just gifted okay. in this area mm -hmm. that when you're away and together, it forces you in so many different ways to just get honest and real and just mm -hmm. get it all out on the table, you know, and then, okay, how do we start moving forward? Let's come up with a plan. Right. right. You know, what's been done mm -hmm. has been mm -hmm. done and we can't live in the past, right. right? but how do we bring closure to the past and how do we rebuild and let's come up with a plan to start moving forward. And that's really what mentoring is. That's really what wisdom and counsel. The Bible says there's wisdom and a multitude of advisors or counselors. So if we're willing to swallow our pride, if we're willing to get honest with ourselves, to get honest with each other, to get honest with God, then if we can get to that place, now we're at a place where God can step in yeah. and do the impossible. Yeah. God can change situations. God can change the past. He not only forgives the past, but man, he can put our feet back on solid ground. He can help us regain that trust. Mm -hmm. And all this leads us to the last thing that we'll say and close with this. But, you know, when it comes to the whole issue of communication, that's be willing to forgive. Right. You know, it's that, um, hey, I was wrong. What, I, what I've done is wrong in the eyes of God, in the eyes of, of you as my spouse children, you know, and, 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 and then allowing that forgiveness. I love what, and I think it's Colossians, that the Bible says that Jesus, when he died on the cross, canceled the record of our sins. Now just think about that for a moment, because all the things we're guilty of, I'm guilty of all the things we've done in our past, but the fact that he canceled the record. Mm -hmm. You know, I when I marry, when I perform a wedding ceremony for a couple, one of the things I always do is I read, you know, 1 Corinthians 13, which mm -hmm. is kind of the classic love chapter of the Bible. But one of the things that it says there in 1 Corinthians 13, it says, love keeps no record of wrongs. And man, that's a heck of a lot easier to read and to say oh, than yeah. to actually live out, right? Right, right. But man, what would it look like if couples was, were truly willing to forgive? And, and it's not that you won't ever forget. Right. That's right. The, the memory mm -hmm. of what happened and how it happened. All of those things will remain, but in our hearts, letting go and letting God mm -hmm. forgive us, mm -hmm. change us, restore right. us, put the broken pieces of our lives back together. Mm -hmm. And that's not an overnight thing. You don't flip a switch and it's all yeah. done. That's a process. Mm -hmm. But if we're willing to go there and we're willing to invite God into the process, mm -hmm. I've seen it. I've seen it. We have some friends that many years ago, close with this, this is an awesome story of a couple that we knew 
who uh, was just going through a very, very difficult time, ended up getting a divorce. Mm. And man, it was just heartbreaking. Kids were just devastated. And long, long story made short, God began to do a work in their life. And little by little, they started coming to church. Mm. Little by little, they started going back on dates again. Uh, one would come over to the house for dinner, and suddenly one thing led to another. And I got a phone call one day, and they said, Hey, Pastor Rodney, we'd love for you to remarry us. Wow. And so a broken marriage was restored and put back together. Took time. Yeah. They worked really hard, right. but they were willing. Right. But here's the bottom line. The bottom line is, is that through it all, they grew wiser. They learned how to get along better with one another because of what they learned, because of the wisdom they gained from that. They learned to value and to prioritize mm-hmm. by being mm-hmm. together rather than neglecting and putting work and other things in front of their relationship. They learned how to be real and honest and transparent with one another. And ultimately, they learned to forgive. Yeah. And, and, and to me, that's like the ultimate, you know, desire that I think that couples, families, you know, parents, we all want that. But are we willing to do our part to allow that kind of relationship to truly become a reality, right. you know, in our lives? And I think with God's help and working and committing hard to learning and growing and being you know, just being available to let God teach us and mold us into who he has created us to be. We can see victory on the mm-hmm. other side of that mm-hmm. and enjoy the healthy communication and connection that we really all want to have and experience in our lives. Right, right. Life is not a chance, it's a choice. Love it. That's it's a-, a choice that we make every single day and every single moment of every day. Mm-hmm. We're making choices so we can choose to cancel that record, we can choose to quit playing it over and over. That's we right. can let it go. That's right. um, and that's when we start to see momentum that's in our, our relationships is when we when we personally make the choice. It's good. Yeah. What a great place to end. Yeah. And listen, if you're listening out there and you need a marriage mentor, I cannot think of any better mentors than the people sitting at this table with me. Rodney and Michelle Gage, and you can check out the information that they provide at the doublewinclub.com. And again, this is an opportunity for you. In fact, they are going to give you a 30-day trial, right? (laughs) I hate the word trial. Let's call it a gift. (laughs) And and in addition to that, so you've got nothing to lose, right? In addition to that, you can get your hands on The Double Win by Rodney Gage. It's a beautiful book uh, with the subtitle, Eight Questions Everyone Must Ask to Win at Work. And at home, and I know it's going to be a blessing to you. So head on over to the doublewinclub.com. And we want to thank you for joining us today. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook. We'd love to hear from you, hear any thoughts that you have about the, the podcast. Let us know how we can serve you better, what kind of content would be meaningful to you. And uh, share with somebody, right? You know people who need this. I know people who need this, right? We all do. So we appreciate your time being with us and we will see you next time. We're here to help you win at home and at life.